Let's turn in the Scriptures now to the Song of Solomon and chapter 1. Song of Solomon chapter 1, that's uh, Song of Solomon is right after the book of Ecclesiastes, where we were last Lord's Day. And it's right before the larger book, Isaiah. And so if you can find Isaiah, then go right before that, and you'll find the Song of Solomon. And we're in chapter 1, we'll be reading verses 1 through 17. Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verses 1 through 17. These are God's words, so let's give our full attention to the Lord who speaks from on high. The Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for thy love is better than wine. Because of the savor of thy good ointments, thy name is as ointment poured forth. Therefore do the virgins love thee. Draw me, we will run after thee. The king hath brought me into his chambers. We will be glad and rejoice in thee. We will remember thy love more than wine. The upright love thee. I am black but comely, O ye daughters of Jerusalem, as the tents of Kedar, as the curtains of Solomon. Look not upon me, because I am black, because the sun hath looked upon me. My mother's children were angry with me. They made me the keeper of the vineyards, but mine own vineyard have I not kept. Tell me, O thou whom my soul loveth, where thou feedest, where thou makest thy flock to rest at noon. For why should I be as one that turneth aside by the flocks of thy companions? If thou know not, O thou fairest among women, go thy way forth by the footsteps of the flock and feed thy kids beside the shepherd's tents. I have compared thee, O my love, to a company of horses and Pharaoh's chariots. Thy cheeks are comely with rows of jewels, thy neck with chains of gold. We will make thee borders of gold with studs of silver. While the king sitteth at his table, my spikenard sendeth forth the smell thereof. A bundle of myrrh is my well-beloved unto me. He shall lie all night betwixt my breasts. My beloved is unto me as a cluster of campfire in the vineyards of Engedi. Behold, thou art fair, my love. Behold, thou art fair, thou hast dove's eyes. Behold, thou art fair, my beloved. Yea, pleasant also our bed is green. The beams of our house are cedar and our rafters of fir. Those are God's words. And they most certainly are God's words. And one of the, this is one of the most misinterpreted books of the scripture. Probably the other one is Daniel. Uh, But this is one of the most misinterpreted books in all of Scripture, in which most modern thinkers can't grasp the poetry, and that this is about, they think, marriage and intimate relations, when it is not. Rather, friends, just as Ephesians 5 teaches us, that this is about Christ, my beloved, is what the bride says. It's about Christ and His bride, 
the church. All marriages are, of course, to show forth Christ and the church, but this, the Song of Songs, is all about Christ and the church. And you might say, well, doesn't this, some of this have application to marriage? Of course it does. But the theme, the meaning, is about Christ and the church. Now you might also ask uh, another question. If this is, it says in verse 1, the song of songs, why don't we sing it in worship? Because the Lord did not provide it for us to sing in worship like many other songs that are found in the Scripture for worship. If the Lord wanted the song to be what fills our singing and worship, He would have given it to us for that purpose by putting it with all the other songs that He has meant and purpose for our worship and singing and worship. By putting it in the book of Psalms. There are songs in the other parts of Scripture that the Lord, word for word, put into the book of Psalms as well. And we sing those because that's where He purposed that we do, we, to sing them. But there are other songs like this one that He has not purposed that we sing in public worship, and so they're not there. And this, this song is designed, us, designed for us to exalt in Christ and His love for the church and to grow our desire, the church's desire, for Him. That we would have a greater and greater communion with the Lord Jesus Christ, our Bridegroom, our Beloved. And so think... We are to think as a holy wife when reading this text to see how we ought to love Him and how much He loves us and how He desires to be with us and how we ought to then desire to be with Him. Christ is our, looking through verse 4, the bride, the church is speaking to the bridegroom who is Christ. Christ is our ointment. And our constant plea is for communion with Him. And that, uh, that must be, our plea must be, draw me, draw us, draw me to you, Christ. That's our constant plea. The confession then comes of sin, and yet the blessing of righteousness that is found in Christ alone through verse 7. And then through verse 11, Christ the bridegroom speaks about the beauty of His bride. And the response from the bride, the church, through verse 14, expresses the great value their husband, Jesus Christ, is to her, delighting in communion with Him. And then the chapter goes back and forth at the end between the church speaking and Christ speaking concerning each other's beauty. And so the question we need to begin here asking is, do you desire communion with Jesus Christ? Fellowship, communion with Jesus Christ. Then what you are to do is to speak to Him and to seek Him out and remind your soul through prayer that He is full 
of wondrous beauty and righteousness. And there is no one better to go to than Him. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank You for Your Word. Thankful for this book of Scripture, which rightly interpreted might ought to be one of our favorite because we learn so much of the beauty of Jesus Christ and what He thinks in particular of us, the bride, and how that ought to, just like in a relationship of a husband and wife, that ought to well up within us greater desire for Him. And so teach us Your ways that we might even be strengthened in our marriages, that we might then image forth Christ and the church in our marriages. And so give husbands a greater love and a desire for their wives, to see them as beautiful. As well, the the wives, to have a greater desire and a love and to see the beauty of their husbands. But above all, Father, may we see the beauty of Christ Jesus, Your Son, that we might desire Him all the more. And we pray that You would grant us a greater communion with Him. We pray that You would grant to us righteousness in Him, because it is found in Him alone. And so grant faith today to Your people. Father, we do thank You for sending Your Son and His life and death and resurrection, His exaltation now as He's seated on the throne. We're thankful for the good news of Jesus Christ and we are not ashamed of the Gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation. And so, Father, fill us with Your Word. And grant us to hear Jesus speak today. And we would hear Him call to us, like we'll see later in this book. And that we would not sit there making excuses why we ought not to follow Him. As the bride does. Father, that we would follow with great zeal our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Father, today we're thankful for the church, the bride of Christ. Though we are many different personalities, there are struggles we have with one another at times. Father, You have given us each other. And You have given Christ one bride And we are that bride. And so help us to see such truths, believe them in our hearts that we would then respond with a greater love, charity towards our brothers and sisters in Christ and all the covenant people throughout the world. 
Father, we're thankful that those who are here who love You, Father, sanctify Your bride. Sanctify us with the truth. And cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Pray that You would build us up in the faith and encourage us in Your Son. That You would comfort the disheartened and downcast, those who are struggling with making decisions and they need wisdom. Father, grant wisdom to all of us today. Knowledge and understanding of Your Word that we would grow in wisdom. And show us what we ought to do. We again pray for unity, not only between each other here, but as well with the other congregation who meets in this building. According to our sinful nature, we would say that's impossible. But Father, we know that with You all things are possible, even, of course, salvation, saving even the rich, saving the prideful, saving the most wretched. And if you can do that, and we know you can and are able and have many times, even ourselves, and Father, you can unite two congregations, even who have very much different views of your word and who you are. You can reform both of our congregations. And so bring it about. Father, we also pray, we ask for your, your blessing upon us, that you would grant to us provision, that we would be provided for in our families. There are some families that are struggling financially, some struggling with health and sickness. And uh, Father, we ask that You would also provide for our families. Provide materially, provide bodily and healing, provide for our souls, even perhaps maybe some marriages that are struggling. Strengthen these bonds that You have... Brought together the, the union of two souls. Heal their relationship if there are any here who are struggling. And provide. We also pray that you would protect us from evil, from the lust of the flesh, from the temptations that come from the world and even Satan. And that we would not follow after the flesh or the world or Satan, but You and Christ Your Son by Your Word. And so fill us with Your Spirit and send forth Your Spirit in great power to not only grow us and save souls, but to revive Your church. Revive Your church, which is often rebellious against You, just like Israel and Judah. Revive us by sending Your Spirit in great power and cause us with zeal to love You and follow after You alone.
to not care and to put off all those traditions of men following after the things of society and the world and the cares of the world, even in politics, and cause us to follow You alone, to cast off every idol, even the high places and the altars and every false thing from our lives and in this church and in our worship, that You would purify Your bride. Father, we're thankful for those who You've healed, who have been sick and You've healed. We pray for those who are sick today and need healing, that You would heal them, knowing You will at the perfect time. Father, we're thankful as well that there is now a date that Vanessa's husband, Wonder, will be here, or that his plane will, his flight will come. We pray that that would be on time and they'd be reunited once again. For we know it is not good for man to be alone. The same, it's not good for Vanessa to be alone or Wonder to be alone. And so, Father, bring them together again. We're thankful that the process, the immigration process has been working and we're thankful that so far it has gone well. And I pray that it would be finalized soon by His presence here, even with us. And so be with Him. And uh, grant Him a great preparation that He'll have to make and lots of struggles coming to a different country uh, that He is not used to. And so, Father, help Him um, and uh, guide Him and Vanessa and and help us to be a, a kind and comforting congregation to serve Him. And uh, Vanessa as well. Father, we're thankful for all the children in the womb. How You've blessed the congregation with more children. We pray that You would bring them about safely and healthy. If that would be Your will, we also ask for their souls above all other things. Soul and body, that You would save them and turn their hearts to You even this very day. If that would be Your will. And uh, help them even in the womb. And the mothers too to be... uh, Strong. Father, we pray that Your will would be done in all these things. In the womb, in our bodies, in our souls, in the world. May Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.